Material Components Episode 26 Old World Hospitality Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about intelligent items and the adventurers who love them. I am your humble dungeon master, Mike Gargoni, and joining me as always are my stalwart adventurers. Hey adventurers, how's it going? Pretty Hello. Hey. Doing good. Hi. Uh, hey folks, I am Olivia and I will be playing Tears of Cloakbearer, Child of the Outer Storm. I am Elliot Lewis, and I will be playing Cherish Ironstrike, the Tiefling Sorcerer. I am Michael Lisman, and I am playing Sid Amberlight, the Half-Elf Rogue! Wow, oh, okay, I I'm Reed, and I'll be playing Grawl, the Hobgoblin Warlock. How do I follow that up? <laughs> and dis despite fun. unnecessary announcer voices, I would like to ask you the <laughs> question I ask every time, which is... Let's get ready to... No. Um, <laughs> do you all remember what happened last time? We had a happy episode, finally. Great. I almost died. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I but mean... did you, though? No, so... no, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> worth it. Worth it. Totally worth it. Yeah. Yeah. We delved into some dwarven bureaucratic nonsense, and... Uh, found my mom eventually my adopted mom this is true you had mm. come to blue gulch with the intention of giving kalkan iron strike her belongings back and so you did y'all remember the kind of stuff that happened along the way though um, well there was that yes. guy that girl was traumatized there's the drunk guy um who's now a worshipper of Grawl. Um, slash Mott. Slash Mott. It's hard to tell at this point. Yeah. yeah. Um, Who really cares, you know? I mean, I'm sure it won't come and bite us in the ass later. So. Nah. 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 Nothing ever does. Um, nothing ever does. Yep. Everything's fine. So far, we've, fine. we've experienced <laughs> no consequences for our actions. Literally yeah. zero consequences, which is really great. Yeah. Because um, we're the best. Right. <laughs> Some complexes are being formed right now. We're yeah, the good guys. Bit. We are, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, um, so, yeah, that was fun. Um, and then we got to the mine, and it was just a whole series of asking people where to go, mm -hmm. where, where's, uh, yeah. So, yeah, you navigated some bureaucracy. You yeah. met one of the children of Danjo yes. Deepseam, one Dogar Deepseam, Deep who. Clearly has no idea what's going on down on level eight. Oh, I mean, you know, according to that one person, they got the job because they're a deep seam, and so it's like, you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah. What are you gonna do? But yes, eventually you did find your way to Calcan Iron Strike, and after a tense confrontation involving a growing hammer, some red goggles, and visions of Grawl's brain splashed across a wooden door. <clears throat> Everything was fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fine. She doesn't really like you that much anymore, but at least you're not dead. You yeah. know, you know, it's sometimes fine. that's the best you can hope for. I don't need her to like me. Yeah, well, good, because exactly. she doesn't. She just she doesn't. Perfect. <laughs> Great. Cool. 
But then we, label her after stuff. that, you went and got yourself some barbecue. Yeah. I was listen- I've was. i been listening to past episodes, and we talk about food a lot. <laughs> it is the it's mark. delicious. It, talking about food extensively is the mark of any good fantasy story. It's I true. Think so. Yeah. Uh, it just always makes me hungry when I listen to this show. <laughs> <laughs> hungry for more this material show components. Sponsored by. <laughs> Um, yeah, we went to the Seared Steak, owned mm-hmm. by Sanzier Searstone. Mm-hmm. Say that four times fast. Seared Steak, owned by Sanzier Searstone? I can't yeah, say that once. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there well, you discussed what is to come next in terms of your approach to the machinations of the cult of Dahaka that seems to have found its roots here in Blue Gulch. at Underneath the the preaching of one Jeremiah Payne. What precisely this offshoot of the cult is up to, or what they plan to do here, you're not sure. All you do know is that you probably need to talk to the mayor at some point because of that whole, oh, I don't know, invading Hobgoblin Legion. It's probably no big deal. Nah. Invading. We're... we're keeping the peace it's true we were very very uh laissez-faire about that last episode just like <laughs> yeah let's just go have this casual journey to calkins uh work and eat barbecue and not worry about any of the rest of this <laughs> until we got there that is yeah. true well we have uh some time well you know it's that true happens, right on the note of the cult, though, the beginning of the session was intertwined with some of the more spiritual aspects of your conflict with the cult of Dahaka, and that was a conversation with Shikar the Binder, one of the auger bearers of the Jarashir. And yes. now that I say that whole sentence out loud, it just sounds like gibberish. <laughs> I mean, out of context, yeah. Like, <laughs> the mark of a good fantasy setting. <laughs> my my phone has stopped trying to autocorrect Jarashir. I'm very proud of it. I, how do you spell Jarashir? I've been actually... avoiding spelling it whenever I text you, Olivia. Uh, it's it's J- <laughs> it's J-H- J-H- yeah, it's J... Now that you guys are putting pressure on me, I don't. It's J-H-A- R-A-S-H-I-R. H-I-R. Perfect. I spelt it wrong. Yeah, very, I did very wrong. It's fine. Anyway. We all didn't write it down. <laughs> but anyway, you had eventually split ways at the end of the night, hoping to find what rest you can. Some of you getting rooms at the called shot, the bustling inn slash saloon at the, near the center of town. Mm-hmm. Cherish heading back to your home to find the uh, the waiting form of your mother uh, ready to get on with her life after getting out from underneath the thumb of Danjo Deepseam. Mm-hmm. So yes, you find what rest you may that evening. There was one more thing, though. I think there was one more thing. I think at the very end, I don't. After we are ready to 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 end the episode, I think there I was one more I, thing, and I'm I just not, can't remember hmm. what that was. Hmm. Hey, Reed, what was that thing? Don't worry about it. Grawl, give me an intelligence saving throw. Let's find out oh, right now. God. <laughs> god damn it! Okay. Oh no, that's a Did you... two minus one. 
Wow. Boxes, not a botch. So not a botch, just, you oh, know, a regular one. Just a dirty... Dirty botch. botch. Mike, don't kill me. Within the called shot, the bustle of the crowd, the roar of the show, is a dull sound that is becoming a little blurry in your ears as you've enjoyed that reportedly over 500-year-old whiskey that you'd purchased from the bar. That buzz is starting to take full effect as you're all, as both Grawl and Sid are leaning on a tall table near the rear. Mm-hmm. Tears, I believe you had already gone off to your room at this point? I am upstairs. Indeed. Grawl. Why does he have to be here? Why does he have to be here? As you stand there, savoring the feeling as it bubbles down to your toes, suddenly the world around you shifts in a dramatic and unsettling way. Nothing changes physically. Everyone around you is still enjoying the, the body burlesque show happening up on stage. The piano player is still jangling along. Everyone is enjoying their drinks, having a good time. Miners coming in from the Deep Sea Mining Company are slamming down weeks' worth of pay to get drinks that they probably shouldn't be buying if they hope to buy their way out from underneath the Deep Seams. But you now know, from the tips of your ears down to the soles of your boots, that everyone here is trying to kill you. <laughs> Okay. Is it one you of those stare things? across the table at Sid, your eyes narrowing. Even him, your boon companion, you know harbors a deep-seated need to end your life. You okay there? Uh, uh invisibility. <laughs> Sid, Grawl disappears. <laughs> Grawl? <laughs> I leave. I'm just, I, 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 Grawl? I, I, it's a good joke. Really funny. Where'd you go? Is there a door door? Where do you go? Out. And out. Go out through the swinging double doors that lead out into the large, wide porch out in front of the called shot. Is there an upstairs? There is. Those are where the rooms there are. The okay. second floor yeah. is private rooms on the exterior hallway. The interior hallway is actually a balcony that looks down over the main floor of this place with small tables and booths up here for have more I private dealings. Have I been to my room yet? No. Have I been to my room yet? Okay. I have the key, though, that Tirza gave. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. I want that. You know that your room is on the third floor in the back corner of this place. Okay. I go there. I unlock it. Okay. I go in. All right. Invisibly, you stalk through the halls. You see people coming in and out of rooms, laughing, cajoling with each other. Some of them giving private rooms for whatever reason they might be doing those things. Stuff. As you pass them, even in your invisible state, you can tell that they all want you dead. If not for your ability to be invisible, you know you would be cornered in this place. Finally, you get to your room, breathing heavily. You unlock the door, throw it closed behind you, and throw the bolt, and then slide the chain into place. 
Even so now you know you are in a building full of people trying to murder you. Is there a window to this room? There is. You are on the third story. Okay. Um, is it capable of being climbed out of? Yes. Okay. Uh, how? It's a three-story building? Yes. Okay. How hard would it be to, like... Grab a gutter up to the roof. Like, uh, like, how far away is, would that be? You are on the corner. Unfortunately, there are no real gutters in this place. Mm-hmm. Drylands is unused to any kind of rain. They don't really build their buildings in such a way. Okay. Uh, how far would it be if I shimmied myself out the window and then, like, sidled up against with my feet on the bottom of the windowsill? facing with my face up against the wall to try and reach up to the the it's like a flat top kind of thing you don't know you know it comes up to a a sharp escarpment about 10 feet above you 10 feet i don't want to use all my spells i'm not gonna use one so uh i want a misty step up to the roof okay you can only misty step to a point you can see, so you can misty step up to the edge of the roof. Mm-hmm. So you misty step up to the edge. Suddenly you find yourself wavering, balancing on a thin, probably two, three inch wide strip of a mm-hmm. escarpment that divides the roof from the rest of Blue Gulch. You can see that there's actually a five-foot drop in front of you that leads down to a plateaued flat roof. And looking down, you're looking into a firing range that is on the roof of this place. Okay. There are Um, dummies set up along one end. Uh, Just in front of you, down beneath your feet, you see racks and racks of crossbows and crossbows bolts of different makes and models. Okay. Uh, is there a door that leads up here somewhere? Yes, it is across from you, probably about 100 feet away. Great, cool. I want to make my way over to that. Okay. As you're crossing the ground here, staring around wide-eyed, you're eyeing the crossbows that there's an arsenal up here, and clearly it's all intended to kill you. That feeling suddenly disappears. And now you're alone, standing on the roof of the called shot in this albeit somewhat mysterious firing range <clears throat> the feeling of everyone trying to kill you having suddenly disappeared do I realize that someone just messed with me oh yeah 100% <laughs> do I think I know who it is that is entirely up to you my friend girl's pissed <laughs> girl's so mad um uh, he either thinks someone poisoned his drinks or it's a stupid, stupid, tiny little man. Um, both of which are not ideal. Um, eh, ooh, he does not want to go back downstairs. Give me um, a constitution saving throw. Oh, that's a nat 20. Okay. That's better. You have basically shaken off the effects of the drinks you had. You still feel that warmness in your belly, but the buzz is gone. Okay. Um, 
What is the door like that leads up here? Is it, it is locked? a large metal door. It is locked, but it is locked from this side. It's locked from this side? Yes. Mm. Weird. There's Very a weird. sliding bolt and a what looks like some kind of key lock, but you can unlock those Does it from open side. inward or outward? It opens outward towards you. So if okay. someone was coming up from inside, they would open it out. Okay. Well, I guess I'm stuck on a roof now. <laughs> no, no. Like I said, it, it unlocks on your side. Oh, okay. So I, I was imagining like a key. Uh, so there's just like a, a, a bolt. Okay. Yes. Um, you are locked out of your room, though. I mean, I got my key with me. Does that undo the chain? Hmm. Sid, you want to bunk together tonight, bud? I'm not there. I'm actually I knocking know. on your I door know. right now, being like, <laughs> oh, God. <"Rawl?" laughs> oh, okay. Um, well, I'm pissed. I'm going to open the door and start, like, huffing back down after all this bullshit. Okay. The heavy iron door closes behind you, and you hear a click as it locks automatically. Interesting. Mm. Okay. And when you come down around this flight of stairs, you come out onto the third floor, and down the hall you see Sid banging on your room's door. Sid. What? Sid, give me a constitution saving throw. Sure. Three? You are so drunk. <laughs> I'm so... <laughs> Are you banging on the wrong door? <laughs> Is this... Did I, did I get the right... Is this your... Wait, Sid, it, I Sid. just keep knocking. I just keep... I just... <laughs> uh, a six and a half foot tall orc with green skin wearing only a terry cloth towel around their waist opens the door and says, What? Have you seen my friend? He looks exactly <laughs> like that guy. Sid, I swear. I swear. Go to your room now. He'll shake his head, give you a hard shove in the chest, and then close his door. <laughs> well, that wasn't very nice. Grawl, you need better friends. And then I walk to my room. I think. I think it's my room. You eventually find your way to your room. I try a bunch of doors. <laughs> One works. Mm. Hey, we got a winner. And then I... Stumble inside. Um, Sid? Yeah, yes, yes. I locked myself out of my room. Oh. Why did you do that? Um, reasons? Uh, ah, mysterious as ever. And I slap yeah. you in the face. <laughs> and I slap you back. <laughs> but harder than it like would be playful. This is, this is gonna hurt. Um, and I... Alright, and then I punch you. <laughs> 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 Sid, give me an attack roll with disadvantage. This is oh, I see how it is. Ah, the final battle. <laughs> disadvantage. Uh, so, unarmed. This what is, do I add to an unarmed strike? Uh, your strength modifier, <laughs> and that's it. Uh, two. <laughs> Grawl, this is just sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the little kid banging on the, the, the large adult's chest. And... 
But in my head, it's like super intense. Like, <laughs> are, are you quite finished? Are you finished? I'll give you two more. Go, go. Hit okay, me harder. okay, okay, okay. And I just two more and like. Just kidding, and I smack him. That's a 19 <laughs> plus uh, two. Sid, uh, Grawl, what's your strength modifier? Uh, uh, two. Sid, you take two points of slapping damage. Word. And <laughs> Grawl and Grawl slaps Sid to death. No, he didn't die. Stormpiercer says, "Please go easy on him. He is very drunk." I'm not drunk. I'm focused. No. And I push you. I push you, and it, what happens? I, I mean, fall I over. I barely even. I can barely even comprehend that you're pushing me at this point. <laughs> Grawl, were you saying something about um, locking your? Actually, Grawl, Grawl, come sit, sit down. Like I'm on the ground now. You like basically knocked me onto the ground. Okay. Crisscross um, applesauce. I sit down on your bed, and you're like you're on the ground. I, 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 I tap the ground. I'm like, okay. Oh, 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 okay. Okay. All right. It's bonding time. Okay. This is bonding time. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. Bonding. Fair enough. This, this is how I used to make friends. friends. Okay. Yeah. From uh, the ground, Stormpiercer says, oh boy. Grawl, would you mind telling me why you are not, and I'm going to get real with you, so be prepared. I'm looking up at like the, the ceiling, like, wow, the molding in here is really great. Can you tell me why you are not with your clan? Is it clan or b battalion or what's the word? What's the word that you clan, use? Clan, clan, clan. Clan. Why? Yeah, can I'm you? Sure. What? What? Uh, what? What happened? Um, I'm ugly. They don't like that. Um. I mean, yeah, I've, I haven't seen a lot of hobgoblins, but like, you know how they're red, and I'm yeah. not red. Yeah. yeah, that's got something to do with it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And any, anyways, and that's that, that's it. That's entirely it. That's just a bunch of fucking pricks. Uh, uh, most mostly, yeah, but they get they get shit done. So I mean, you know. Oh. Family. That's great. I mean, family is what what you make of it. Um, well, that sucks, man. Now, earlier we were talking at the bar. Mm. I don't mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember. Right. It seems like ages ago now, but I think it was tonight. Stormpiercer says, "Please, please, please, put him to bed." I. I, I talked to the sword. D do you want me to hit him again? I can hit him again. No, no, don't, don't, nope, don't do I've, that. Oh, okay. I'll take the sword's advice. Who you, Grawl, who are you talking to? Just you. <laughs> Great. Great. I pat okay. him on the head and hand him a pillow. <laughs> Thanks. And I just lay down. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I I sit there on Sid's bed while he's sleeping on the ground, um, and watch the door for a little bit. Then I go lock the door, and then I sleep on Sid's bed. <laughs> okay, excellent. 
So, the next morning, you recover spell slots, slapping hit points, uh, Mm. but not your dignity. Um, (laughs) I never lost it. It's fine. (sighs) Yeah. Other than the gnarly hangover you wake up with, Sid, uh, Mm. you are feeling okay. Tirza, you are up bright and early. Uh, This place does not have a breakfast spread. It is not that kind of in. (sighs) Maybe the plan... Can we, we like, retcon that the plan was for them to come to me, then? What was the... The stated proposed plan was that Cherish would meet everyone at the cold shot. Yeah, I, I mean, thought that was going to be over breakfast, though. Right. I mean, I mean there's like a picnic basket. You could get like coffee and grits and like some kind of oatmeal. It's not like a spread. It's better than nothing. Yeah, that works for me, actually. Okay, yeah. Grawl. I'm good grits. So. Big Grawl. Mm. I'm already up before you. How are. you f- how are you feeling? I I feel great. Did I fall on my face or something? Yep, you tripped and you fell on your face going up the stairs. I saw it. Everyone in the in in the inn saw it. It was hilarious. You can ask uh, all of them. That is not what happened. Don't listen to the sword. The sword was drunk too. I cannot be drunk. You don't know that. Have you ever had? Have you ever let the sword drink? You did last night. It was impressive. Storm piercer, what happened? You started getting really talky, and then you slapped each other a lot. <laughs> like I said, oh. your face slapped the stairs. <laughs> Definitely, I did nothing to you. There were oh, hands God. involved. Oh, man. Yeah, that sounds about right. You want to get some breakfast? Some brekkie? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Some that? Man, that drink. If I could afford it, I would totally get enough tonight. You, you know, uh, I'm going to err on the side of caution and say um, bad idea. Sure. Yeah. Cherish. No. Yes? When you wake up, you do so with the sensation that somebody is watching you. Cool. And you sort of, like, roll over in your bed. There's this strange sense of deja vu or terribly fierce remembrance. You're waking up in your own bed for the first time in who knows how long. There's a piece of you that doesn't want to remember all the hardships you've gone through over the last five years. That all of that was some weird dream and you're waking up from it now in your own home. Yeah. That reality sort of shifts to the side, though, as you roll over and you see Kalkin awkwardly standing outside your door that is open, uh, kind of just, like, watching you. Not timidly, but definitely just like, yeah, she was doing some creepy mom watching you while you were sleeping. And you just caught her in the act. Yeah. Uh, Good morning. Moms. Ah, (laughs) um... Morning. Is everything okay? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. 
Okay, because you were doing that creepy mom thing that you do. Well, you did say that there was maybe a cult in town, then they, they were trying to kill you. I did say that. So, pardon me if I'm a little hypervigilant. <laughs> Hypervigilance is a hell of a drug. Um, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, sorry, I just... is going to sound maybe a little like I don't know dumb and like whatever but for a second there it sort of felt like all this was just like a really bad dream and she'll smile weakly at you and come into your room and sit down near the edge of the bed and for the first time in a while that you've seen her, she's not wearing her blacksmith's gloves or heavy-duty leather apron. She's just wearing some loose-fitting uh, clothes. She probably just comfy around the house stuff, uh, mm -hmm. loose linens. And she looks at you with a uh, that weak smile and says, "Yeah, it can it can seem like that sometimes, but." Uh, If it was a dream, I, I think <laughs> we'd both be poorer for it. Yeah. Couldn't tell you how many times I woke up over the years thinking Angela and Netta were just outside my tent waiting for me to rise with the sun, as Netta always said, but that was never my style. <laughs> Yeah, Tears is the same way. I bet she is. <sighs> and every time, and she's like sort of looking to the middle distance, and, and then the two of them would be shouting at Lydon first thing in the morning, and. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes I think they're still here, but no. Um, has that name ever been mentioned to me before by her? Give me a history roll. Okay. History. 17. You've maybe heard it once or twice, but every time it's come up before, your mom would just shake her head and then go on not mentioning it. Every time she's mentioned it before, it's been an accident. You are pretty sure it's the name of the fourth companion in their company, but you've never gotten any hard confirmation. Hmm. You know, you slip up sometimes. I know you don't like to talk about that person, but you do mention them. <sighs> yeah. Well, she'll look over at you and sort of her weak smile kind of just creases down to a frown and says, 
it's tough to think you know somebody, think you love somebody, and then it turns out you don't. You try to cut them out of your life, but those good memories are still there. And how do you reconcile that? Yeah, weird. I don't know how that feels at all. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. She'll give you another smile and say, just don't tell Netta if you see her again. I... I won't. I... Can't guarantee I will see her, but... I won't. Tell. Promise. If you keep traveling around with Tirza, and she stands up and pats you on the leg over the blankets and start walking out into the main room, I'm sure you'll see her again. Yeah. So what do you do? Um, I get dressed. I uh, get all my stuff together, and uh... I put on the hat and uh, basically this new this new uh, guise is like. What Cherish would look like if she was just, like, a human person. Mm. So, like, like, kind of light olive skin with freckles and long dark hair and, oh god, I keep forgetting yellow isn't a normal eye color. Probably just brown eyes. It's normal enough. Like, there are enough people with weird colored eyes in the valley. It Amber. Is Sid is well, you're, well, you're half. You're a half elf. No, that's true. Um, it's maybe just like amber. Okay. Um, but yeah, so just like. Now here's my question for you. Mm-hmm. You are home. Do you pack any extra belongings with you? Hmm. You have access to all your jewelry making stuff for the first I time do. in a while. Any kind of professional toolkit you would want is probably at your disposal under Calkin's roof. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna say that, like, there's, like, a traveling size jeweler's kit that she has, mm -hmm. as well as a traveling size sewing kit. Like, I'm sure she has, like, one of those weird old-timey pedal sewing machines, like, for making her own clothes, but there's, like, a... You wanna be lugging around a 50-pound sewing machine? Yeah, it's probably just not the best idea. We don't have a bag of holding, or even a bag of holding that can giant sewing machine, so. That is the whole purpose of Unseen Servant, to carry around sewing machines. That's true. Uh, okay. I don't think I get to have that spell, though. I think it's a wizard spell only. Um, so, you, so you pack up a uh, tailor's tools and jewel... Mm -hmm. Tailor's tools, yeah. And uh, a jewel-making jeweler's toolkit as well? Yes. Cool. All right. Well, you can add those to your inventory then. Yay. Eventually, you find your way to the called shot. Uh, your companions are downstairs taking what breakfast they can. 
Sid's probably getting a little bit of the hair of the dog to ease his throbbing brain. The cold shot is mostly empty. There is no one there. Rosanna doesn't work in the mornings. Mm -hmm. It is this uh, tall, excessively hairy fellow. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's a furbolg. Looks like a a Sasquatch a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. He's just like, he makes breakfast. He uh, serves what drinks he can in the morning. Uh, This place in the mornings isn't as like hooting and hollering as it is in the evenings. It's more just like people who work the graveyard shift still drink here and they are destroying their lives at 7 a.m. with hard alcohol. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no morning burlesque show. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah, Cherish uh, sees them and goes and sits down at the table. Okay. Cherish, how is how is Kalkin? Um, she's good. Um, yeah, she came home last night. Um, and everything went well, it seems. That's good. I see you had a long night. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun, I think. Okay. Yep. Well. So what's uh what's the plan for the day? Well. Uh, and Shakar is not at the table with us. Nope. No. Okay. You have no idea where Shakar the Binder is. Okay. Okay. So we need to gather information. We need to find out. Apparently, as, apparently, this Jeremiah Payne is relatively new to Blue Gulch, oh. so we need to kind of figure out who he is. Um, we need to figure out if he's evil or just a charlatan, because we know that the cult was here with the Bard's Guild uh, a while ago. Right. Um, so, they could have put him here, or he could just be some... Uh, snake oil salesman who took advantage of this mythos. I'm really hoping it's the latter. I I doubt it is or, yeah, I doubt it is, but I mean, the flames that I saw him brand people with were pretty convincing. That's true. But who knows? Maybe he's a charlatan. Yeah. We should find out. I mean, I guess this will just come with information gathering, but figuring out if those two symbols have any meaningful difference within the cult. Um, Should probably talk to the mayor today, too. Yes, absolutely. Now, when we talk to him, I've, I've considered it, and... You all might be right. I was maybe too hasty in my judgment. We should figure if there is any way to draw out this corruption from the others. 
From yeah. your shoulders, Tirza, there is a sense of happiness and encouragement, but also a slight tremor of fear. Are you going to be able to convince your friend to see things our way? Like I said, I, I don't, I don't know, and I'm not very powerful in the Jarshir beyond my status. I don't know if I would be able to convince him, but I'll do my best. Well, if you need help, we're pretty strong. I don't think it will come to that, but thank you, Sid. Okay. Yes, I, I don't want it to. Now, the last thing before we kind of break for the day and try to figure all of this stuff out, people here are probably going to be more willing to talk to us if I look like myself. I know that that's not the most ideal situation, and believe me, I still can't figure out what this bounty on my head is about, because every time I mention it, my DM makes that face, and I'm just like... <laughs> Could be anything, really. Is it, yeah. is, like, <laughs> is it something that I... I'll just break. Is it something that I could figure out if I was paying attention, or it, do I have no idea? Either way, it's not going to be revealed until narratively important, because I'm a dumbass. So I'm not going to remember. Mike's just going to do his face of smiling yeah. at the camera. <laughs> I, did have another the I did have another theory, which I'm hesitant to share, but um, anyway. In. Um, you okay there, Cherish? You just kind of zoned out for. I did. I apologize. You, um, you just <laughs> stared angrily at the wall. Over there. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's. I mean, it's frustrating. Um, no. I, think, I think she was staring at the fourth wall, actually. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I was talking about. <laughs> um, it's. It's frustrating and upsetting to not be able to be myself in my own home. And also, I think it would be beneficial. I mean, people are certainly going to be more willing to talk to you, so I I get that. What do you guys think? Is that a bad idea? Well, as you said before, we're very powerful. I'm sure we can protect Cherish if Need be. Probably shouldn't let her walk home alone anymore. That was probably a bad idea. Everything was fine? You didn't run into anything? I mean, I was wearing the hat. That's true. Oh, that's true. Fair point. I didn't think about that until I was too drunk to do anything about it. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> if I wasn't so hungover, I'd be offended by that statement. 
Tears just like looks distressed into her oatmeal like <laughs> I didn't think about it at all. <laughs> uh, are we splitting up? Are we going together to do all these things? The- what what exactly are we um how exactly are we collecting information? Do we have a plan for this? I'm good at threatening people. I was just going to talk talk to people. I mean, I have some I have some errands to run anyway, so I was just kind of planning on striking up casual conversation with people I recognize. I mean, I haven't been home in a while too, so just sort of milling about town might yield some interactions that would be good. I just want to I want to throw this out there. Um let's not forget the little missive that we got from the hobgoblins. Right. Yeah. I mean, so, maybe we should go to the mayor first, then? I think that, that would be best. Stone, so yeah. yeah. And we can ask him about the cult while we're there. Exactly. Yeah. One and done. Okay. And, Cherish, do you know how easy it is to get an audience with this person? Hmm, do I? Yeah. You don't know. You've never, yeah, you know. never had a reason to talk to the mayor. It's it's been a pretty good run. <laughs> of not <talking laughs> my to whole him. life. Yeah. You've, you've to definitely the mayor. had interactions with the mayor. Like yeah. he's bumped into you on the street. He's visited Calcon. He's, uh, I mean, he isn't. He is a presence within the city that's impossible to avoid at a certain point. But he's the, he's the MC and head judge of the Little Miss uh, Blue Gold pageant, so where Two, he wins every year. Two hundred years running. Um. So, yeah, it, it, talking to him eventually was unavoidable, but I don't think you've ever gone out of your way to try to set up an audience, so you don't yeah. really know what is involved in that. Yeah, Tirza, I gotta say, I I don't, but I'm sure you know. Like at the, you know, the Bark Watch had that person who set up meetings with Lucia. I'm sure there must be some sort of similar secretary position. You don't think they're going to make us wait for like a month or whatever? I would would hope that if we say it's urgent, that they won't. Do we have any way of like convincing them that it... You know, just saying it's urgent is one thing. We could say we have a message from. Um, no, don't don't want to drop the the old mage's name necessarily. Hasn't really worked out in the past. Yeah, that, just, that would be something you are completely uncertain about. Cherish would yeah. be the mayor's relationship with the old mage. Yeah. Right. Maybe the Edge Mason? I mean, we just saw them, right? That's true. Yeah, I mean, we could say something like, you know, we have a... We need to see the mayor on urgent business that has to do with the town's safety. Well, it's worth a shot. Can't hurt to try, I suppose. Yeah. Okay, so... What do you go? What do you do? I think we do that first. To City Hall. 
right. adventure. Uh, Cherish, oh, you would know really, that... Really fast, we can just give them the letter. Thank you, yes. Elliot, for telling me that we do have the letter. Yes. I never don't mind. Know, I don't know which I, of us has it. It's probably Grawl. I forgot that we had that. <clears throat> so, Cherish, you would know that City Hall is mostly a place where the courtroom is. It's where the uh, Haven Guard makes their residence. It is not where the mayor is usually found. The mayor is a tough character to track down. He's constantly moving throughout the city, checking in on people, like uh, making sure projects are getting done, making sure everyone's taken care of. If there's one place he can be found, it's out at his plantation. Okay. But he's almost never within the offices of government. Oh, okay. Well, that would make it easier. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, let's head to the uh, Bonzarovich Sugar Plantation. Cool. What direction is that in? It's east of town. east of town. Cool, cool. Like in a northeastish direction. Yeah. So you all get up and leave the cold shot? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I think I take everybody through, like, the back alleys again so I can kind of sneak the hat back off without being in, like, a public area. Okay. As you're pushing your chairs away and getting up to leave, you're going out through some kind of, like, back entrance? Or are you leaving through the front of the cold shot? Oh, I, I thought we were leaving through the front, but I just meant, like, instead of taking the main thoroughfare to center green and then going to the plantation, just, mm-hmm. like, taking uh, back roads. Okay. Shortcuts. Grawl, as you stand up and move out the front door, your feet yes, Mike. go from standing on wooden planks to the sensation of standing on long flagstones, hard stone beneath your feet, the effervescent feeling of shelves that you can't see just beyond your flesh. The feeling is momentary, but it is unmistakable. As you're walking out the front door of the called shot, there are two, maybe three steps where you have this sensation, but then you walk out onto the the deck of the saloon, and you're back on wood. The arid heat of the drylands cutting into you now. But for a split mm. second, you felt the archive around you. Okay, I'm scanning everywhere. My head is on, like three different swivels right now. There's several different joints. My neck is creaking and popping like nobody's business. I'm looking everywhere. And a voice from somewhere within your mind says, so difficult to know who to trust. Mm-hmm. 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 And I point my finger out at nothing and start like looking around like at all the windows and everything. So the I three of the you sky, see point this. The dirt. Grawl, um, Grawl, are you okay? Nope. What's wrong? Nope. The little man is in my head. Uh, I, what? What? <laughs> I mean, never mind. Don't. I had a lot to drink last night. <laughs> can, oh, you uh, can 
<laughs> I don't ever, like roll an insight to see, like I yeah. mean, it's pretty obvious that there's more <laughs> happening but like I don't know guys I was pretty drunk so I think he probably we drank a lot one 21. 23 23 yes <laughs> so Cherish and Tirza you just exchange a look the moms of the party apparently <laughs> I'm the mom of the party yeah you're the crazy aunt of the party. Um, <laughs> so yes, Cherish and Tears exchange a look and raised eyebrows and look back at Grawl. Yeah, there's clearly something going on here. You don't know what who the little man is. Like, <laughs> But the phrase, the little man is in my head, definitely uh, strikes a couple of chords with both of you. Because the last time oh, something yeah. was in Grawl's head. He uh, bled from his eyes. True. Yeah. And it was traumatizing for me. Yeah. <laughs> is, is, the, is the thing, is it happening again? What, what happened on the road? I don't know. I don't know. But he's laughing in my head and he's annoying and I want him gone. Phineas, he's in your head right now. Mm, would you be Wait, able to make that leap? You don't. I'm pointing at my screen right now at your little face, uh, listening. <laughs> you don't know that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if if we can make that leap quite yet. Did I? Did I not know that it was him last time? None of us did. Uh, no, uh, we didn't tell never anybody. Mind. Never mind. Never mind. Secrets, my I am, friends. I am about to ask, who is this little man in your head? <laughs> oh, shit. Um. The little man from the barge. Dr. F Phineas Butthole. Yes, that was his name, in fact. Yeah, yeah. right? Oh, verbatim. Yes. Anyways, anyways. I think it was fine, He was Brooke. the one... No, that's definitely not one... it. I would remember. He's the one who was messing with you on the road? Yes. And the blood and the... Why the... didn't... Why, Why didn't, didn't you, you say anything? anything? Yeah. I mean, it, it went away. Uh, it went away. Turns. Like, yeah. <laughs> Problem solved. It wasn't an issue anymore. Oh. Anyways. I start looking around, too. So I, wait, I said I already did that. He's not there. Do you... <laughs> yes, looking around, looking around out on the road, there are people moving about. It is city living, after all. There are merchants and people moving to and fro in town. You see those low, large lizards as mounts, just as often as you see horses moving through town, as well as large carts hauling all manner of goods. I want one of those lizards. I don't say that. Reed wants one of those. Grawl <laughs> wants one of those. Both of us together both want one of those. I want one of them, too. Yeah. Um... Yeah. Do you anyway. think he's here? Um, is there... How do I explain this? Last time he was here, and I pointed at my forehead, but he wasn't here, and I mo motioned to like the ground and the surroundings. He's using magic. Tirza, didn't you see something, though? I I wasn't exactly present, but point of fact, 
you were forced away by... Yeah. <laughs> oh, did you not mention, though, that something was there? I didn't actually... I don't actually know if I saw anything. Tears' specific words were, something is here and I have to kill it. Yeah. And ah, then yes. you used the turn ability. Turn and clean, And then yeah. I booked it. <laughs> yeah. Uh... It is not a memory <laughs> yeah. either of you like to linger like, on. Yeah, no, no. not at all. It's yeah. really been the crux of our... Cherish and Tears a high five over the fact that we both don't want to remember this memory. <laughs> How good is that high five? It's very bad. It's, it's bad. It's awkward it's very and weak and painful. Upsetting. Um, yeah. Um, well, I, yeah, I couldn't see anything. I just knew that there was something, it's an, tiny an evil presence. Mm -hmm. <sighs> it's a tiny man. He's in my head, and I want him gone. How do I make him go away? You? We have you? to kill him. No. Is there? Yes. Uh, yes. I agree. A hundred percent. We have to kill him. Can you think I mean, of any reason why he would be harassing you? Um, he like, wants I thought he was to be a, more a, like me. I would assume because he's so weak and feeble. I mean, it seems like he's doing okay for himself. Nope. 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 He won't face me like a normal person. He messes with my brain from eight billion miles away. He's just. I don't know. I don't understand why. Yeah, I mean, he gave me a way to communicate with him after the barge. And you haven't heard from him at all? No, Are it's you? more of like, I'm supposed to initiate the conversation, but okay. I haven't out really open. figured out what... Draw him out in the open, and we can murk him. Super hard. Super hard murking. I mean, if he's in your head, then he might be listening to this conversation. Shut up, you. Now look at the sky. Nothing. Okay. Cool. Another thing that we have to deal with here. Um, well, I think we should go talk to the mayor first things first. Keep our eyes open. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't really know what to do about Phineas Feinberg. Yeah, like, frankly... I've... So low on my list of priorities. I mean, he's bumping himself up because he hurt my friend, but. <laughs> and on the friend, we go for a high five and it's real yes. good. It's awesome. It's the best high five. Yeah. And each like one gets really better. Loud. And in front of my face, guys, come on. And I make, yeah. I make sparks shoot out of it with prestidigitation. Oh, God. Oh, so cool. Guys, it's too, it's too early for high fiving. Okay. Let's walk and talk, people. Okay. So, yeah. You begin walking out towards the sugar plantation. It is about three miles to the plantation from where you are. It's yeah. not a terribly long walk. Uh, you could rent a, uh, a handsome cab if you wanted to get yourself out there, but it's a bit of a excessive expense considering you have nowhere to be. There's no extreme timetable on this. We also yeah. still have, like, horses. It's true. You could also get your horses. Those are currently tied up at uh, Kalkin's blacksmithery except for mine yes who You're... is wandering the streets somewhere cut to a celestial reindeer just like drinking out of a trough somewhere and a couple of kids wandering up again going whoa blue gulch's very uncrypted it just it just looks up and then looks at them like some sort of uh miyazaki like 
spirit of the forest and then it walks away <laughs> mm-hmm. does it have a weird creepy man face <laughs> not yet okay please don't make that a thing That's, it's oh. next iteration we'll have a creepy weird lady face like, oh okay gotcha excellent so wandering out of town you eventually get to the demarcation line that starts the plantation the plantation is mostly devoted to sugar. There are uh, long furrows cut in the land here to irrigate it from the river. The plantation itself borders the Mokum River, but it stretches probably about a half mile inland as well. And these long, small, tiny canals that are crossed by wooden footbridges crisscross the land out here so that sugar can be planted along its banks. You also see tall uh, banana trees out here. Bananas. So it seems as though there's plenty of fruit growing out here as well. Guys. Can we take bananas? We should take some bananas. I mean, we can just ask him if we can have a We don't need to steal from the man. Once you cross into the plantation proper, you can see tons of workers. Mostly, it looks as though there are lizard folk, humans, and goblins uh, climbing up and down trees, wielding machetes, chopping at sugar cane, um, piling it up in carts and distribution like centers where they'll bundle it all up to be carted out to somewhere else to be processed somewhere else in the plantation. Um, and you see that there's some kind of rotation happening across the fields. Because of the strange weather patterns of the drylands, it's always okay to be planting and kind of harvesting at the same time the general seasons of the rest of the valley don't super affect this area of the valley for some reason no one's quite sure why but it's always just generally warm here you're in the 16th day of shade right now you're right smack dab in the center of winter midwinter was yesterday mm-hmm. and it's probably no colder than 70 degrees right now. At night, it gets blisteringly cold. But during the day right now, it's very comfortable. Nice. Excellent. There is a main thoroughfare that leads up towards a large, gothic-looking manor house at the back end of the plantation. Plantation continues on past the manor house, but this is definitely the center of things here. It borders the river, and large willow trees drape the riverbanks just to one side of it. There is a large black-and-white gazebo out front. The manor house itself is a large four-story affair. There is a turret along one side that looks like some kind of wizard's tower poking out the back. There is a section of the house that is connected by a large sky bridge. So it seems as though there are two separate buildings here. It's, if not for its placement in this area and not for its construction material, just the basic outline of it looks like a castle. Nice. Dang. I want one. And you see the long road you're walking upon... Uh, you've been kind of walking off to the side of it as carts have been moving to and fro, passing you. And so to get out of the way, you've just been walking along a footpath next to the road. The road itself leads directly up to this manor house and circles itself around a large fountain. 
the center of which is a statue featuring Mayor von Zorovich himself, smiling beneficently, holding out a hand, uh, with holding out his right hand as in some kind of generous motion, and holding his straw hat down off of his uh, head up against his chest. It is carved of this bright white marble. Cherish? Yeah. Am I going to hate this man? Yes. Um, this is why I asked to be the one who does all the talking. Um, okay. Sid, I am going to beg you. Yeah. <laughs> do not steal from this man. You are going to be tempted. Yeah. Just based on the, some good stuff how, much, there? how much I know about you and your problems with authority figures who have money, mm -hmm. um, and how much money this authority figure has, and how I mean, insufferable he is. It's clearly a lot, yeah. It's, I, but I, I implore you, Yeah. please do not commit theft okay. in this house. Okay. As you're having this conversation or approaching, you see a cart with just... Heaps and heaps of sugar cane cut up in these huge bundles just outside the main house. Right next to it looks like the frame of another cart. And coming around the corner of the house, you see this huge figure. Corner of the house. And there's a panic second where you all stare as this giant comes around the corner. It's... Easily 15 feet tall, this hill giant. Kind oh, of a, a dull, slack-jawed look on his face. And he'll, like, walk up to the cart, and walking along near his ankles, there's a goblin, and he'll say, Yeah, yeah, just move it over to the next one! And this giant will reach down, grab the whole cart, lift it up off of the the busted, you can now see, axle of these wheels, and then set it down on the other one. That's so funny. I was just about to say this orc, this uh, hill giant's name is Jean Valjean. <laughs> Lifting broke. Okay. Yeah. No, 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 no. I got it. I, I was got laughing. You. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. And, and then we got fucking Javert the Hobgoblin over here. <laughs> but no uh, once that work is done, you see the goblin just like motioning and the giant kind of following. He's like, Bleh kind of just, like, agreeing with whatever the goblin's saying, and they wander off somewhere else in the plantation. Is that common? Are there... I've... That's, that's crazy to me. He just employs a, a giant? I've never actually been to the plantation, right? You haven't, but the thing about Blue Gulch is it is civilization for the uncivilized. It is the place where everywhere else in the valley goblins are considered monsters. Everywhere else in the valley lizard folk are kind of looked down upon as savages. Everywhere else in the valley a giant would be seen as a unstoppable killing machine that lives off in the hills. Here, yeah. it's gainfully employed. Mm, I don't know about that. I mean... <laughs> I didn't know there was a hill giant working here, but it that doesn't exactly surprise me. Yeah. Hmm. As you're all passing underneath the shadow of the statue, I need you, uh, Grawl, Sid, and Tirza to give me perception checks. Okay. Oof. Ten. 
Nat 20. Bruh. Pew, 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 28. Pew, pew. 14. Okay. Tirza and Sid. Cherish, the reason I didn't have you roll is because this detail is something that is just blasé to you at this point. Oh, okay. You wouldn't even, it wouldn't register because you'd be completely aware of it. As you're passing the statue, though, Tirza and Sid, you mark upon the features of Mayor Von Zorovich. The swept widow's peak hair, the slightly pointed ears, and... Carved into the grin, the slightly protruding canines. What? That's a vampire. No. No. Vampire. The mayor. The mayor is a. I like whisper it. Mayor's a vampire. What? Yeah. What? Did I? That's... What? Aren't they, like... I'm hesitant to sound, you know, racist, but aren't vampires generally evil? I mean, like... He's not, like, the best dude, but... Is he eating his employees? No! No? No. Are you sure that he's... No? Okay. He's a vampire. He's probably eating his employees. I think he doesn't need like I feel like I would be able to... Jet's dad works here. I've seen Jet's dad before. He doesn't have cute little puncture marks on his neck. Maybe he only bites the pretty ones. Maybe it's not on the neck. Maybe he's in the feet. (laughs) Grawl, I wouldn't even have thought of that, but thank you. Cherish. You know, we all dabble. You would know that the the idea of the mayor eating plantation workers is a rumor that crops up every once in a while, but for the most part, it's being spread by the employees of Danjo Deepseam. Yeah, right. like, I mean, okay, yeah, sure, he's a vampire, please, whatever, like, that, you know, people think that from time to time, but it's, it's usually a Deepseam that brings it up, so. Okay. So it's it's like everybody knows yeah, it's not that knows. weird. Okay. He's been, mayor. he's been mayor for 300 years. I mean, he's a mayor? Is he elected? Yes, I I there aren't is there are there terms on mayors? I feel like there's not. What's the hell, Jenny? Uh there there is a 4-year term limit on the mayor ship of Blue Gulch. Ezekiel Von Zorovich has not lost an election in 300 years. Yeah. So good. I mean, he employs half the town. Yeah, that's that's sort of the unspoken issue, is that people are worried that if if he doesn't run unopposed, that he'll just outsource the labor, and then a bunch of people will be out of work, and it's not the best situation, but... (sighs) I mean, a lot of people have jobs, and the town is actually, like, you know, been thriving for all 300 of those years. You all think back on the little marks of progress you've seen in Blue Gulch. The the gas street lamps, the well-tended two-city park, the 
internal plumbing in some places, and there are chunks of Stormhaven that don't have those amenities. Nice. I mean, you know, he's he's out for himself at the end of the day, but he takes pretty good care of everybody. Okay. Just, you know, if it's not weird, it's not weird. I suppose I'll withhold judgment. Oh, God. Tirza, don't kill the mayor. Oh, my God. Tirza, please <laughs> no, don't that's kill the not... <laughs> He is undead, not... I think. That's not what oh, I meant. I don't know that much about me. That's not... <laughs> Oh my god, Tirza, please don't kill the mayor. Tirza. This is perfect. <laughs> this is out of character laughing, but... I'm not going god, to kill the mayor. About... I didn't not... even think about that. I'm not going to kill your mayor. Cherish. Okay. That's we're, not a... We're going to befriend him. Well, I wouldn't go that far. As far as anyone else knows. Sid, okay. with, with that natural 20, the yes. other thing that you notice is off to the back right side of the manor, you see lots of hustle and bustle. There's some kind of big project going on out behind the manor house. Hmm. You see people going to and from. You see people like rushing to and behind that place. You see giant like bundles of construction equipment being brought over there. And in the distance, you barely pick up on it, but your sharp elven senses detect the, like, sawing of wood and the pounding of nails. Does it kind of look like they're maybe expanding the house a bit, or... Tough to say. Tough to say. Mm. Well, it's noted. Well, let's go meet the... Mayor. Yes. Okay, so it's not going to steal. Tears is not going to kill the mayor. Girl, hopefully won't talk. Okay, we're good. What? <laughs> talk with your sword. I mean. Oh. oh. Right. Don't talk with your sword. I won't talk with my sword. Much. So, you head towards the entrance of the Von Zorovich Manor. The front doors are raised up about four steps up this wide, ostentatious, flaring stairway that sort of like curves up into the sweeping double doors, and there are huge brass knockers on either one. They are vaguely bat-themed. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Is he Batman? It's so he's kitschy. To be I love Batman. it. They're like I think he's a vampire. A metal bat with like in its teeth a big brass ring dangling out in front of it. Nice. All right, cool. let's knock on that door. So it's a chung chung chung. Who knocks on the door? Uh, I'm gonna say Cherish. Okay. I'm gonna let Cherish do most of the talking. <clears throat> Upon the third knock, there's a. <laughs> The door slowly swings open oh before you. God. I think Cherish rolls her eyes. Actually, I do think that a lot of this is in character. Oh, God. All right, let's go in. So you all enter into the darkened estate 
of Mayor Ezekiel Von Zorovich. Vampire Mayor. And I think it is there that we will take our break. And when we return, we shall have our interview with the mayor. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're so close. So you're close. so close. <laughs> Although, Anne Rice will sue you, so true, be careful. So it's probably <laughs> Greetings, my friends. I am Omatep Duskwalker, owner and proprietor of Duskwalker Import and Export TM, here today to talk to you about a strange phenomenon. Those lonely souls, the refugees who survived magic going mad, who settled here in the Tempest Rest Valley. Now, we all know that all life in the valley was shepherded here by the old mage 500-some-odd years ago when magic went mad, causing the world to be flung into chaos. But it was not just the mortal races that sheltered here. You may have heard of a little dragon named Pyrescale. Well, he was one of the ancient creatures that sheltered here as well, and he is not alone in that respect. Throughout the valley, you will find little nooks and crannies where these ancient, powerful creatures have made themselves a home here in the Tempest Rest Valley. Deep within the Eastwood, there are the Archfey, those ancient, elemental creatures from the Feywild. Heck, I've heard that the whole city of Fair Aemsir is actually from the Feywild and sheltered here in the valley because something went cockadoodle crazy over in that other reality. They say there is an ancient kraken at the bottom of Lake Quelio who came here from the elemental plane of water. There are even rumors that some ancient lord of darkness and shadow, banished from a home somewhere in the domain of dread, found his way here to the valley. Now, what he's doing or what he's been up to since then, that I can't say. But who knows? Maybe some aspiring adventurers maybe on the brink of finding out. Or they might just be focused on all of their own nonsense. I think we're about to see. Anyway, let's get you back to the action. And welcome back to Material Components. When last we left our heroes, they were traversing the streets of Blue Gulch after reconvening at a breakfast in which Grawl was slightly taunted by the ringing voice of one Phineas Finebrook. They had endeavored to move eastward to the estate of one Ezekiel Von Zorovich, the mayor, now discovered to be Vampire Mayor of Blue Gulch. So yes, you find yourself walking through the large, ostentatious doors of this manor house, having the doors swing open in front of you, as though on their own, and... Inside, you see a dimly lit grand hall. What do you do? Hello? <laughs> now that you're looking inside, you can see for the first time that it appears as though there are no windows on the ground floor of this house. Mm. Yeah. Spooky, spooky, spooky. So the interior is... Only lit by candle flame. Wall sconces on either side of this grand spiral staircase that split off in two directions, then meet up at the top of this huge veranda. 
There are candles lit in sconces along the railing of this staircase. <laughs> Stay close to the candles. <laughs> the staircase can be treacherous. The <laughs> uh, candle? Um, anyway, so there's a hall and some stairs. Did yeah. the doors slam closed dramatically behind I, it? As of right now, none of you have entered. Oh. Oh, well, I go inside. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll go inside, too. Sure. Could be fun. Grawl, hey, you're left standing on the stoop outside for a brief moment. Uh, I'm very hesitant. Is anyone watching us go in? No one appears to be directly observing you. All right, cannonball, and I go in and close the door behind us. Okay. The door is immediately closed behind you before you get a chance to grawl. And a figure holding a bronze candlestick is standing just on the inside of the door. It is this hunched figure dressed in a, a black suit with a white tie. Eye slightly offset and looking in an odd direction. Mm -hmm. His hands are just covered in these thick, ropey scars. His face is kind of like snarled up into what kind of looks like a smile, but that's only because of the, the long, jagged scar that runs up the side of his face to his eye. Um, the eye that appears normal, though you can, upon closer inspection, see that the eyes are two different colors. The hair is patchy, and when I say patchy, I mean there are patches of different colored hair all over this person's head. They're combed into a uniformed hairstyle, but there are clearly different sections of scalp sewn onto this person's head. And it, the figure will say, Greetings, yeah. my friends! I just Hello. noticed that he was there. Uh, yes, ah, that's a, a common reaction. I... It's probably because you're standing right inside the doorway as opposed to in front of it, where people can see you when they enter. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, what brings you here to Corbinfell, my friends? Um, we are here to see Mayor Von Zorovich. Ah, yes, of course. And I assume you have an appointment. Um, we don't. Is there any way we could make one? Oh my, oh my, no appointments. This will be tricky. This will be tricky indeed. And who, whom may I say is calling? <laughs> um, my name is Cherish Ironstrike, uh, and these are my companions, Rawl. Uh, this is Sid Emberlight, and this is Tirza Cloakbearer. Indeed, indeed. You, you should um, tell him it's of uh, grave importance. <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, what? It... <laughs> oh, don't worry. She doesn't understand humans. She, she doesn't. She At least didn't at all. make the joke on purpose. What did I? Grave? Uh, because... Oh, never because, mind. Yeah. Uh, it, it does have to do with the safety of Blue Gulch. Doesn't it always? It does it? <laughs> well, follow me, follow me. I'll, I'll show you to the sitting room. You will make yourselves comfortable, have some refreshment, and we will see what we can do about getting the mayor's attention. 
Thank you very much. What was your name, by the way? Uh, Eagle, of course. Of course. Yes. Uh, it's nice to meet you, Igor. <laughs> of course, and you as well, Miss Cherish Ironstrike. Your reputation, of course, precedes you. Oh. Or at least that of your mother's. Yes. Uh, and Igor will, like, limp forward. You can see there's a slight drag. And it seems to be because the left... It's not because his legs don't work. It's because the left boot is made of iron. And so there's this clomp as he's moving every other step. And he'll eventually clump, 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 and show you into a sitting room that is all in blacks and reds and crimsons and scarlets. There are stuffed animal heads in the walls. There's a crackling fire in the hearth, despite the balmy weather outside. There's a tall bookcase full of old tomes. There are high-backed leather chairs that seemed imposing and seemed to lean in towards the fire. There is an old tea setting off to one side on a rattling silver tray. And Igor will wander over to it and begin, like, futhing with cups. Um, and will eventually bring the uh, the kettle over to the fire, place it on a hook, and swing it in, and say, The tea should be ready in a few minutes. Uh, I will just leave this to your own devices and see what I can do about contacting the master. Thank you. Thank you. And he will, like, thump, thump, thump out of the room, and uh, the doors will close behind him, seemingly of their own accord. Nothing weird here, huh? Oh my god, this place is so creepy. It's awesome. It's so I, cool. I am... I'm gobsmacked. Um. <laughs> I, I go and start taking a look at the books on the shelf. Okay. They are these thick tomes. None of them have titles on the spines. Hmm. Uh, I take one off the shelf and I... Take a look at some of the pages. Just pick one at random? Yeah. Okay. Grabbing a, a book off the, like, just right at your grabbing height, you pull it off. It's this big, thick tomb tome. You flip it open, and it's written in this thin, cramped, spidery hand. And it seems to be an encyclopedia, honestly. Hmm. You grab something in the mid-ends. I put it back. Do they all seem to be part of the same set? All the really the makes of the books are different. Hmm. I look around. Is there anything else interesting in the room? Besides the leering stuffed heads of animals above the mantle place, uh, mm -hmm. sitting on the, the mantle itself, just above the hearth, is a long sword in a scabbard. Ooh! Is it fancy looking? Like, is it really fancy looking? Or is it just like, yeah, it's, it's a sword. The hilt appears to be made of polished black pewter with a sweeping know. wing motif to the hand guard. And the pommel ends in a blood red ruby. Oh, that's pretty cool. I don't touch, but I get close and I take a look. The hilt is made of some kind of hard black leather embossed with silver. 
Wow. I want it. I'm not going to take it, though. Okay, we're not taking it. We're not taking anything. You are left here for several minutes. After the first minute, the water starts to whistle in the kettle above the fire. Uh, is there any, like, oven mitt or whatever? No, there's just a long hook that Igor used to, like, set it into place and push it over the fire. It's oh, like one of okay. those swinging hooks that swings out of the, the fireplace. Don't you have fire resist? I, I mean, that's what I was going to say. If there's no, yeah. if there's no, like, like, Cherish was just going to grab it. Mm-hmm. Bringing it over, you can see that there are four teacups already ready with uh, crushed tea leaves in the bottom of each cup. Uh, I want to smell the tea leaves. Okay. Just because. It's, like, it's probably fancy tea. It's rich and earthy smell to it that is unlike anything you've ever smelled before. Mm -hmm. This stuff is fancy, guys. <laughs> you know, when he said refreshments, I assumed it was going to be like... Blood? You did? Yes. Why would he... S we're, we're not vampires. We're not, but he might be like, hey, check out these nice refreshments. It's Phil and, and Derek from down the street. <laughs> Phil, Phil and Derek? Look, Sid, <laughs> Phil and Derek are alive and well. What, what wild... <laughs> Phil and Derek, what wild and fantastical names. <laughs> Thanks. City and Emberly. <laughs> well, they're friends with Jeffethy, so. <laughs> they are friends with Jeffethy. They own a ranch together. Ah, uh, ow. You are left <laughs> in this room for a full ten minutes. The tea is given enough time to steep and then cool off to the just the right drinking temperature. I'm going to drink the tea. Yeah, I am too. Okay. It's fancy-ass tea. I stir it with my finger. Okay. Sid, do you partake of the tea? I'm good. Okay. That's probably good. It's I did probably not, good. I did not bring detect poison in my little... Little satchel. <laughs> Cherish, Tirza, as you drink the tea, there is this intense sensation that comes over you as you taste its richness. There is this sense of age to this tea, a sense of longing, and it's almost as though you taste some far-off country that you've never seen before. But as you sip at this tea, there's just this overwhelming sensation of dark, clinging fog. It's like you get a clamminess about your skin as you drink it. It's good, but it's unsettling. It's unsettlingly good? Yes. Oh, no. This is the most unsettling tea I've ever had in my life. It is rather unsettling, and I'll t set it down. <laughs> yeah. Probably not going to finish that. <laughs> Do you think he's just blowing us off? I mean, I hope not. I was kind of hoping to get some other stuff done today, but... And he's, like, definitely not going to eat us, right? Sid, he's not going to eat us. Just saying. Nobody knows that we're here, so... Perfect crime! I 
I did tell Kalkin that we were going to see the mayor. Okay. So. One person. <laughs> you wait 15 minutes. Sid, your tea sits undrank. Mm-hmm. Okay. Grawl, do you ever actually go in to drink the tea? Yeah. I mean, after yeah. our our amazing uh, advertisement for our, it. Our amazing, our amazing Yelp review of this tea. Grawl? <laughs> well, mostly, tea mostly is, I gotta... I the tea is a strong whiskey. black tea. That is what you taste. Okay. It's mm, maybe a little right. heavy in bergamot. Mm, not a big no. bergamot fan. <laughs> Average just size a, bergamot. It's a food. little too bitter, you know? Did you? Are you drinking it too? Are no. You, you, no? <laughs> I'm just saying bergamot is a... Oh, yes. Yeah. Right. Wait, Sorry, this is Michael speaking. Sid doesn't okay. anything about tea. Okay. <laughs> I was like, Sid has a, a crazy <laughs> knowledge of tea. <laughs> bergamot? I don't know the meaning of the word. He really doesn't. He really doesn't. Um, uh, there's, you don't, you don't get a, a weird, a weird upsetting nostalgia and like a weird clamminess. I taste tea. Hmm. Like that's probably a tea. little concerning. Yeah, girl, it's fine. Yeah, like Sid and I had way better drinks last night. I, if I'm being perfectly honest. I would say, Sid, you should taste it too, but this um, that is really no, I that's I'm what really I'm saying. He just heard he doesn't <laughs> like bergamot. <laughs> now if it was a jasmine green, now that that'd be a different No. Um Is there any other tea on the cart? Or is it just the There stuff that... is no tea on the cart other than what was in the cups. You, you don't cool. know where this oh, came from. God. Oh. I just accidentally guys... drank his weird tea enchantment stash. Um, do you guys, do you feel any different? No. Are you, no? Are you feeling it now, Mr. Krabs? No, I don't Sorry. know what that who, means. I don't, who girl. is that? <laughs> who is this Mr. Krabs? Is he a friend of yours? From he is a friend of Jeffethy's. He's a friend <laughs> of Jeffethy's. Everyone knows Jeffethy. <laughs> everyone knows Jeffethy. <laughs> Yeah, and the sensation that you experience, Cherish and Tirisa, definitely passes as soon as you're done drinking it. I don't think he's coming. I, maybe we should... Go to the Haven Guard and give them the letter? I mean, that's, that's... definitely where we're going next. Yeah. I suppose... Here, I'll... I'll get out my my notebook and like write a short letter to the mayor, just kind of explaining why we were here and if we could make an appointment with him. It's fine because like he's busy. He's busy. Um, tell tell him the stakes are very high. Get out. Here's Tears a get out. Here's a I. I. Cherish has has paused writing the letter and is now just now is is Tirza once again just being like why is why is everybody laughing I don't understand yeah. why everyone's laughing <laughs> I feel like I shouldn't even explain it to her 
No, I feel like it's funnier no, that way. It's better. Yes. It's better yeah. this way. Um, <laughs> Tears are from I'm your shoulders. Very left out. You feel a very confused sensation coming from Sadagar. He's not quite sure what everyone's laughing about either. Oh, thank you. I feel very left out. Uh, and I'm going to tear the paper out of the journal, fold it in half, and write Mayor Ezekiel Von Zorovich on it. And, like, put it on the table. Mm-hmm. Like a little tent. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess we should just go. Just wander through his hallways unattended? Well, I mean, we know how to get back to the front door. Yeah, the sitting room wasn't that far from the, the main foyer. Okay. So drink the tea really quick. Why? I don't know. It's kind of rude not to drink the tea. I don't. I, I don't know. It's kind of rude making us wait here for 20 minutes. Yeah, maybe he had to really go to the bathroom. I don't know. I don't know. He could be inundated with things. I just don't want his tea. Okay. I drink Sid's tea. Okay. It's fine. It's a little cold at this point. I'm not passing up free things. Okay. (laughs) Wait, drink their tea. I'll drink their tea, too. Oh, yeah. Drink our tea. Yeah. Great. Cool. It's fine. Still tea. Okay. I really don't want the tea. It's been steeping well, a little left, too long. So. Good. Okay. Great. Suspicious of it. I don't know. So what do you do after you leave the letter on the tea set? Uh, open the doors. Okay. Just as you go to open the door, the door opens. Oh. And Igor says, apologies for making you wait. I'm sorry, the master is very busy, but I think he will be able to squeeze you into his schedule today. Just for a a few moments, if you will follow me right this way, right this way. That's all we need. Um, I grab grab the letter. Okay. Just shove it in my bag. (laughs) And with a, a thumping clomp, Igor will lead you through the halls, underneath the stairs, winding down a back hallway... Uh, towards what looks like a, a big kitchen, though there's no one in here. This place is a ghost town. There was bustling activity outside. In here, there's nobody. It is silent, like a mausoleum. But it's also immaculately clean. There's no dust, there's no cobwebs. This place looks as though it a dozen maids service it every day, but there's nobody here. As you're moving down this long back hallway, Igor will say over his shoulder, So, I I hope you enjoyed the tea. It was very good. I drank most of it. I really liked it. It was pretty good tea. From all the tea that I've had, it was probably a solid three. Out of three, I assume. (laughs) No, it it was on a scale of one to five. Oh, very good, yeah. very good. Yeah, I've I've never had a tea that made me feel quite like this tea did. Oh, yes? That's for sure. Oh, excellent. Well, you know, Martha brought it from the old country, so it has special medicinal properties. What is the old country? Oh, well, we're not all from the valley originally. Not all of us have as short of lives as some of you, of course. Hmm. Fair enough. How old are you? 
That's rude, Sid. <laughs> no offense meant, no offense taken, I'm sure. Well, that's a bit of a complicated question, Mr. Sid. You see, mm -hmm. it uh, changes depending which part of me you're talking about. What's the oldest part? Oh, well, that would be my old granddaddy Igor's thumbs, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll see these big, like, nasty scars around either thumb, and they're, like, a slightly different skin tone than the surrounding hand. Yep. And eventually you're led through these just empty kitchens. There's no food in here. There's nothing. It's just a kitchen that exists because, of course, you need a kitchen. And eventually you're led through another back hallway, through a mudroom, and you suddenly find yourself out on the open grounds behind the estate. And you can see that there's a wide open field behind the manor house that has been cleared of whatever farmland might have been there before. There are several trees that sort of mark off vaguely a square-ish area. There seems to be a pavilion being built on the far end of this ground, and a wide open space has been set in the center of this small orchard where it looks like a, a large floor is being built out in the middle of this outdoor area. So there's a covered pavilion on the far side of this grove. And the center of it has been totally cleared, and it looks like they're building a floor. And there's all these workers bustling around and, like, hammering down boards and sanding out this floor. Uh, p other people are putting up, like, tables and stuff in the far pavilion. Um, you can see a small stage is being set up on the far side as well. Other people are hanging party. these, like, long ropes of dangling lights from the trees around this big old floor. Uh, Igor is... Oh, please, it's Igor. Igor, I apologize. I couldn't remember what we said, which I one we did. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, My daddy it's... didn't raise no Igor. Of course, of course, Igor. Um, what? Is there a, a party happening? Oh, of course! It's the Cotillion, of course! Cotillion. Uh, Cherish, as soon as the manservant says this, a light goes off in your head, and you realize that it is the 16th of Shade. The 20th of Shade is the mayor's birthday. Oh, Party. Yeah. Right. Oh, of course. Duh. Oh, I've been away for so long. Man, getting up there, huh? Yes, of course. Well, right this way, right this way. And Eagle will show you around the back of the house, and there's a large covered back deck with, like, those mesh uh, enclosures mm -hmm. to keep out the bugs. And there's a screen door back there. And you can see, lined up in front of this wide back porch are... 20 wolves just sitting at attention kind of like staring out right in front of the porch and they're flanking a set of stairs that leads up to this back swinging door that leads up onto the porch the interior of the porch seems darkened because the the wide overhang seems to block out the sun from the interior of the porch <clears throat> 
And as you're walking down this line of wolves, they're, all of their heads turn at the same time to sort of track your motion as you move towards the stairs. Hell yeah. Puppies. They're so cute. So they eat your face. Even then. And Igor will stop at the last wolf and sort of sneak out something from one of his mystery pockets and sort of feed a small scrap of something to the last wolf who will, like, snap it up looking a little guilty. Aww. You've never seen a wolf look guilty before. Not until now. Um, and Igor will say, That's a good boy, Scraps. Scraps. So cute. He's our new friend. (laughs) Scraps is a good boy. The door will open with a... And the springs inside will sort of, like, flounce a little bit. You hear that extending sound of metal springs being opened up to their limit. And there's a... And sidling out at a 45-degree angle, almost squeezing out of the inside of this porch, this huge, broad ogre wearing a white-sleeved, long-sleeved shirt, a dark black vest, and a tiny little bowler hat tipped up between his pointed ogreish ears. He's got kind of a, a big squint in his left eye, so his right eye is kind of bulging a little bit, and these big toothy underbite coming up from underneath. Nice. Uh, hey, Big Gus. And Big Gus, because this is in fact Big Gus, the mayor's bodyguard, will look down at you, Cherish, and go, Hello. And look over at Igor and say, Eagle. And you go say, I have brought the guests, Gus, as discussed. <laughs> and Gus will look over the four of you with the, that, like, one crazy eye he's got. And this ogre is easily eight feet tall, 700 pounds of just rock-hard crazy muscle. As opposed to some ogres that sort of have a bit of a paunch, this ogre is built. I think last time Reed described him as a four absolute unit. Yeah. It's an absolute unit squared. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And Gus will hold open the door for all of you and gesture inside with his big, thick, meaty hand. Meat hands. Thank you. Mm. Yeah, inward. Yep, yep. And Igor will stay right where he is uh, until you are all inside, and then he will clomp up the stairs behind you. And at the far end of this long porch, the porch is probably like 50 feet long along the backside of this uh, house. And at the far end, you see in a black wicker rocking chair... Rocking back and forth, fanning himself with a fan. His white coat thrown over the back of the rocking chair. Uh, There's a small table just to the side with a pitcher of something that is uh, with ice floating in it, with some mint leaves floating inside as well. Um, he's got his sleeves rolled up to the elbow, but he's still wearing these like perfectly white immaculate gloves on his hands. Um, his suit is all white, 
It is white gloves, white shirt, white vest. The only black is a small, thin ribbon tie that sits untied around his neck. Uh, despite being in the shade of this porch, he is wearing these thick wraparound sunglasses that are the, like Coke bottle round around the eyes, and they kind of like have the little bit of leather on either side that block out the sun on either side. You see a hat is also thrown over the back of the chair, and it is the straw hat you saw in the statue. And he's fanning himself with this broad, wide fan with this floral pattern on it. And when you walk in, he'll turn, and he gets this big smile on his face and revealing the canines just below his lips. And it is a predator's smile that you are greeted by as he will snap the fan closed and stand up and say, My friends! Hello, Mr. Mayor. Is that little cherry shine strike that I see? Lord! How you've grown! Yes. Please, come in, come in! <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And behind you, Igor will say, Of course, Master, may I introduce Cherish Iron Strike, Tear the Cloakbearer, Sid Embolite, and Grawl. And the mayor will sort of begin to stride towards you. Uh, he'll pick up a glass as he passes the table with the jug. It has some ice cubes in it. There seems to be some kind of julep-esque drink he is drinking. There's a small mortar and pestle next to the pitcher, where clearly he's making his own as he goes. Um, and he comes up. That's and awesome. And he says... Welcome, welcome. I'm sorry I kept you waiting for so long. It is so hard to find good help these days, and I have been having to personally oversee the creation of my cotillion outdoor festivity area. You know how it goes. What a turd. Yes, uh, I, and, uh, I, I've been away for so long, I, I didn't, I forgot that you would be, you know, in preparation for that uh, at the moment. Well, there's no need. Why should you remember a birthday of someone like little old me? It's not as though I'm making such a big to-do about it or anything. Um, regardless, uh, I know that you're busy, so we won't take up too much of your time. Well, for a friend such as you, for a friend of a friend such as Calkin, for the daughter of a friend such as Miss Einstrike, who is such a cornerstone of our community, you have all the time you need, young Cherish. And of course, your friends are welcome as well. Thank you. Uh. And unfortunately. Igor will say, I'll just be going then, Master. And. The uh, mayor will say, Igor, what have I said about the lisp? You do not need to do the lisp. And Igor will say, Sorry, master, it's compulsory. But I will be leaving you. And he'll thump his way out and the door will behind you. So you are now alone in this porch with the mayor. Huh. Anyway... Um, 
And the mayor will turn to you and say, I must apologize for my manservant. He has his ways. He seems nice enough. He's a kind soul, and he has a generous heart. He also has a very uh, caring heart, and I'm told he also has a very greedy heart, but he does not use that one as much. Gross. Not going to worry about it. Uh, <laughs> um, well, uh, let's sit down. Of course. Uh, please, draw yourself up a chair. Uh, I'll, I'll go grab a bench real quick, and he'll move over to the like far end of the... Uh, the porch and grab a bench and pick it up and bring it back towards his rocking chair. You can see that there's a couple of other chairs set up by his rocking chair as well. And he'll plop it down in front of his rocking chair and then mosey on back and like gently lower himself down. <sighs> and he'll snap out his fan again and begin waving it. It's like, I apologize. This heat is dreadful for my skin. Um, don't worry about it. Um, Unfortunately, we have some troubling news. Um, oh, my. Uh, I don't know where we want to start. Well, like most things, dear, I feel as though you should start at the beginning. Now, I've been hearing all manner of nonsense coming out of Stormhaven regarding you and your friends. And I would just like to start by asking how much of that nonsense is true. Um, well, I guess it depends. Um, we did do some weird extra planar stuff, and oh my. we did disappear a couple for a day out of the Maker Festival for a few years and reappear. So if that's what you've heard, then that's true. Extra planar is a ten gold word if I ever done here in one. I can. There's really no common denom like denomination of that one. I can't really fraction that one out. Well, what I'm getting at is, I've been hearing all sorts of crazy rumors, and I just wanted to get it from the source. You know, I'm a man of the community, and when I hear unfounded stories about one such as yourself, a homegrown individual of our community, I'd just like to verify these things. Um, what else have you heard? Oh, I've heard all manner of things, young Cherish, all manner of things. Your friend there, Sid Embolite, Sidian Embolite, was it? Has a bit of a reputation himself, I should say. Like a, like a good reputation or a bad reputation? My boy, it depends entirely upon whom you call. Fair enough. Among certain circles out of, oh, let us say, Nightside, you have a bit of a, a fearsome reputation. I should say that sword at your side has drawn the blood of many a scoundrel. Well, you know, lots of uh, evildoers to vanquish in Stormhaven. But then again, you ask someone among the Bard's Guild persuasion, and they might be saying you're miss a man looking to make a name for yourself. Mike, can you give me that one more time? If you ask anyone among the Bards Guild, they might say you're just making, looking to make a name for yourself. Well, both can be true. 
True enough. Now you other two fine folk, a Grawl, was it? And a Miss Tirza, of course. I am well versed in the practices of the Jarashir, and he will make like the three-pointed like sign of respect towards you. I make it back very concernedly, like out of habit. <laughs> may you weather the storm, my child. And may you be shielded. Uh. But you, Grawl, you are something of a mystery, I must say. There is, of course, rumors of a of a hobgoblin of the paler persuasion, uh, someone modeled after my own kind, it might seem to some. And looking at the mayor, he is definitely uh, just as pale, if not paler, than Grawl, though it is somewhat offset by the pure white clothing he is wearing and the raven-black widow's peaked hair at top of his head. Mm. Mm-hmm. Th- th- thank, thank, thank you. Is that right? Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you are very welcome. But it is good to put faces to the stories, as it were. But you say you have come on some kind of urgent mission, some kind of dire news that you bring. What possible dire news could you be bringing to this, to me today? Well, first of all, uh, I did see you briefly in town yesterday after, um, I guess Sid saw you after the, the preacher came. And he stares at you. You don't know if he's blinking or not because the, the mirrored lenses of his sunglasses hide his eyes. Yeah. Oh, can the mayor and I get in a staring competition? There was need to blink. <laughs> uh. And he'll say, is that right? What do you know about this Jeremiah Payne? I'm sure I don't know much. I keep to myself out here on my plantation. I make sure the public works are doing well. I keep in touch with the Haven God, of course, and if they have concerns, I will listen, as is my duty as the mayor of this fine town. Do they have concerns? When it comes to Jeremiah Payne, when it comes to any man whipping up a frenzy in the middle of the center green, they will, of course, have concerns, but... Whether or not those concerns are warranted, that I cannot say. You would have to speak to the investigators uh, uh, underneath the sheriff, of course. What is what is the sheriff's name? Is, are you asking this as Sid? Uh, sure. Uh, I mean, we're probably going to stop by it at some point. What, um, what what is his name? Just out of curiosity. Well, her name is Sheriff Quell, of course. Zestra Quell, though I would not recommend using her first name unless you are on a very familiar basis. Mm -hmm. Cherish, this name is unfamiliar to you. 
Okay, I was going to ask if that was a name I recognized. No, okay. apparently the sheriff has... The position of sheriff has changed hands since last you've been here. Thank God. Um, okay, we just... We have some concerns of our own guarding his flock. Well, uh, I am not one to push judgment upon those who wish to worship in any way they please here in Blue Gulch. We are a community of diverse and wildly differing individuals. That is what makes us strong here in the drylands. And I feel it is well beyond my capabilities to judge whatever a certain preacher may be preaching to the streets, and those who wish to follow are more than welcome, so long as they're not causing property damage. We've come into contact with similar people who have been causing property damage, let's just say. We are planning to speak to the Haven Guard, uh, but I thought it prudent that you should know about this as well. Uh, I do appreciate and, you keeping me abreast of current affairs. And also, since I know you're a man of the community, I thought you might know a little bit more, but... That's fine. Give me an insight roll. That's oh. uh, only a 12. He's shrugs and says, I apologize, I can't be more helpful. Hmm. Well, we can bring everything. We came across Cherish is choosing her words very carefully. Uh, we came across something on our way down from Sun Pass Tower. Uh, that was also some concern. And did we determine, Grawl, which one of us has the, the missive? Is it you or me? It's me. Okay. Uh, Grawl? Grab out from my pack a little out the scroll too. Yep. I don't know if you can read Goblin, Mr. Mayor. I pride myself on being very multilingual. If there is a member of this community who speaks a unique language, I strive to understand it. Of course I speak Goblin. Okay. Yeah, I just didn't know. Rosanna would <laughs> never let me into the call shot again if I did not know how to ask for a proper whiskey sour in her native tongue. Fair enough. And he'll hold out a gloved hand for the missive. I guess I hand it over. Okay. Grabs it, pops open the tap. Uh, he'll snap his fan closed and set it aside and start rolling out the, the scroll and reading it. And I need you all to give me insight checks. Please let this be better. Mm, not good. It's a nat 20. That's my nat 20 dab. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got a dirty 20. Oh, 16. I'll have it. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what does the nat 20 bring your total to, Cherish? That brings my total to 24. 24. So dirty 20 and 24. So the two 
Cherish and Tirza, you see the lines around the mayor's mouth grow tight for half a second as he's reading this. There is a pensive look on his face for half a second, and then it will smooth back out into just normal, placid reading. Though, at the end, for the first time, he will reach up and take off his sunglasses and sort of, like, spin them around on his fingers until they're closed, and he'll slide them into the breast pocket of his vest and stare down at this letter with a raised eyebrow that just goes up in this big old Lugosi arch. Excellent. His eyes are these deep pools of crimson, like droplets of blood dropped into white. They're just these spreading little circles of hell with black dots at their center. His eyes are very disconcerting. Which is maybe why he keeps the sunglasses on all the time. Yeah. It's, uh, it would uh, upset his constituents. <laughs> He'll roll the scroll back up and pop it back into the tube, seal the tube back up, hand it back to you, Grawl, slap it into your hand, and say, Well, this is a mite concerning, ain't it? We thought so. And you say you found this on the body of a hobgoblin? Yes, we did. And that was coming... From the north, yes? Yes. How far out from Blue Gulch would you say this was? About three days. That is concerning. I apologize for my pensive air. I just... Not quite sure how to process this information. If this letter is to be believed, then... I'm looking at a whole legion of hobgoblins and their sundry servants coming down here before winter's end. It seems that way. Yeah. <clears throat> what am I to do with such information? Well, we have contacted uh, the Edge Masons. They are aware. Well, that would be my first step, though my local captain of the Edge Masons has, uh... Shall we say absconded? Not that I necessarily mind his absence most of the time, but at the this very moment it is rather inconvenient. Yes, there was some trouble at the Sun Pass Tower that... Oh, that was true. He helped with... I guess? I just assumed it was yet another of his excuses to go gallivanting off and finding the next source of drink that would not kick him out. Yeah, no, no. it was it was true. This time, yeah. Um, well, color me surprised. I owe Gus five gold. <laughs> nice job, nice Gus. <laughs> um, I don't do that. Uh, yes. Yeah, so the Edge Masons have been contacted, and we were, of course, going to bring this to the Haven Guard as well. But I mean, I don't know. You are the de facto leader of this community. It seemed important to me that. You know that what's going on as well. well. This is true. And I appreciate your concern. Rest assured I will do all my power to make sure that our community is properly prepared for this oncoming threat. 
Is this... Have you had any dealings with them in the past? The Hobgoblins? I, well, recent history, I suppose. And he'll actually glance over at Raw and say, oh, No offense, my friend, but uh, your folk ain't exactly the most uh, hospitable of tradesmen out there in the Drylands. No, you're right. Just fair. He has a point. <laughs> the Hobgoblins are half the reason I hire guards to shimmy our caravans up towards Wickmore's Landing. They take what they want and or need without much concern for us poor common folk. Tirza looks at the fact that we're in a castle. <laughs> Just slightly. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, it would be horrible if they, you know, started, God, I don't even know, setting up roadblocks, demanding weapons from people. It's true. Traveling trade are harsh enough as it is this time of year. What with the Sun Pass Tower being somewhat disabled, you say? That could mean all sorts of trouble coming in and out of the valley. Not to mention the problems we've been having coming up out of the southern steads. I mean, Lord, we had less of a take this year than I in my whole time in the valley. And the weather's been nothing but approachable. I don't know what it is. What did I know what he talk what he's talking about when he says uh, the southern steads? The southern steads are the farmlands south of Blue Gulch. There's a, a ton of farmland south of Blue Gulch that just stretch out along the the valley down here. Uh, Basically, from Blue Gulch all the way to the, the southern foothills of the Stormwall is large tracts of farmland and scrubland interspersed you, with each other. Would, would you say that, um, Mr. Mayor, would these problem area be anything to the southwest of here? Well, I should say so. South and west, I should say. But uh, stretching off quite a ways down there. Been having troubling reports. Reduced crop yield, animals going missing, or far worse, I should say. Hmm. Well, and I kind of, I try to give, I'm trying to, like, gauge if the others, like, understand that I'm talking about the realm scar without having to say it out loud. What? Yeah, yeah, right, we're all on the same page. Mm -hmm. Good. <laughs> do we all do the look at each other, kind of like... Yeah. Ramscar. 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 Rutabaga. Rutabaga. Radish. I'm a radish. 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 Um, that is troubling. Um, well, uh, this, this is what we came to tell you. Um, uh, we don't want to take up too much more of your time. Uh, we do need to go back into town and contact the Haven Guard as well. Well, of course, uh, I will not restrain you from going about your business, though I would have one request of you, uh, knowing what we know now. Yes? I would ask that you, for the time being... You're free to share this with at least the sheriff. That's for sure she needs to know. But if you could keep this under wraps. For the time being, you understand. There's no sense in causing a panic. 
Yeah, I I don't see any reason to cause a panic either. Then we have an if accord. We could, if we could deal with the first problem, in fact, as well, with as little fuss as possible, that would be ideal. First prop? The, you you mean the cult. preacher pain? Oh, child, I hardly see it as a problem, but I'm sure people with concerns will be looking into it. Yes. They, they will be, in fact. Uh, <laughs> we know of several. Um, yes, I I agree. I, you know, is every do everybody else agree with that? I. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tears will nod once. Okay. I appreciate it. Mum's the word as it is. Uh, I wouldn't want the townsfolk here being. Offset, least of all before the cotillion, of course. Uh. Maybe it is is a a bit prideful of me, but I'd like to think that this sort of party livens the spirits of the town and lets everyone come out and uh, show their best colors, as it were. And to spoil such an event would be, well, (laughs) I don't even know. In troubling times, we do, it is good to hang on to happy race. Of course you understand. Happy traditions needs be continued. And ain't none happier than the birthday bash that I throw. <laughs> so modest, so humble. I don't, Kral doesn't say that. Kral does not say that. He mutters it. Mm. <laughs> He's thinking it. Well, I think we've gotten all we need. We should be on our way. We don't want to much of your time. I know we already said that, but... No, of course, and yeah. I have other appointments. Uh, I am sure my... And he pull out a, a small pocket watch uh, that is very familiar to some of you. Cherish, I think you would definitely recognize the make and model of this thing. Okay. Because it's the same kind the old mage always carries. Hmm. Interesting. And he'll check it and then tuck the watch back in. It's just like, of course, my uh, two o'clock is probably already waiting. You know, uh, Igor likes to make people wait. All too well. <laughs> if I may ask, uh, which room did he have you waiting in? The sitting room. One with the heads. Not the one, one off heads. of the east wing. Is that the one that we're Yes. 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 Oh, Lord, I'm going to have to talk to that man. He's all... That room is a bit of a keepsake from the old times. I don't like people seeing it. I maintain it for my own solidarity and memory, but I do not necessarily want people uh, experiencing how things used to be. So I apologize for whatever gothic dalliances uh, my man Igor dragged you through. That would explain the tea. And he'll freeze, and when a vampire freezes, there is a complete lack of motion. No breath, 
No twitch of muscle, nothing. And then he'll smile and say, Of course, uh, tea refreshment is common when you are waiting, and I'm sure Igor provided only the best for all my good friends here. It was something. Well, well I'm sure you can see yourselves <laughs> out. Yes, I'm sure yep. we can. Thank you very much. Of course. Please tell Gus that he may come back inside as you leave. Of course. And you all feel the mayor's eyes on your backs as you're walking out of this long, shadowed porch. I think it's more of a stride. A quick, a quick stride. <laughs> we're not fast walking, we're not running, but we're being... We're walking with purpose. With purpose, yes. yeah. So we have a lot purpose. of things to do. Mm -hmm. Oh, very busy. Much, yes. much to mm -hmm. do. We'd love to, yes. we'd love to linger, but we must go on. Unfortunately, the people need it. And as you leave, you see Big Gus just outside, standing hands crossed in front of him as you move out through the screen door. It'll bap close behind you, and Big Gus will look down and nod at you all as you exit. The wolves' heads are all turning inward to watch you as you leave. I waved scraps. Just a little dog wave. There's <laughs> a, a tiny little wag of the tail. Oh, I, I tell Big Gus that yeah, that the mayor wants him to go back inside. Bug you. No, we leave we leave him waiting out there. Oh, <laughs> Big Gus. Uh, yeah. I, as soon as we are out of earshot of uh, Big Gus and Igor and anyone involved in uh, the mayor's households, Coterie. yeah, Tirza goes. I do not like that man. Yeah, yeah you, a... you said it was normal, and I felt so weird that entire time. Like, I was literally... I felt like I thought being in a vampire's house would feel. It was very yeah. unsettling. It was unsettling. I've never actually been in the house before. Um, I've only interacted with him in the town. I uh, did not sure. realize that that was going to be how it went. Um, I mean, I mean he I'm, didn't I'm, eat us, so there's that. He seemed... I've got a weird vibe off him, though. Weirder than I'm, normal. Weirder than normal. As, as unhelpful as he was about the Jeremiah Payne thing, I'm glad we didn't wait in vain. Get the fuck out. <laughs> okay, Tirza. Tirza, you can't. This, this can't. You can't keep doing this on accident. Like you How are does making she do it? jokes, right? <laughs> I, I don't. Do you do like stand up comedy on the side? I'm, I'm She's a member of the Bard's Guild. She just doesn't know it yet. <laughs> um, she just doesn't know blood. It's the last the 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 in vain there was just like a, a slight twitch of a smile. That one she knew she was doing. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I do know humor. <laughs> it's hard to tell. <laughs> So where do you go? Uh, what do you do? Oh, uh, Haven Guard, I would assume. Yes. Is it Sheriff Quell? Yes. Mm -hmm. I don't know her, so this is going to be... We're going to be... 
just just barging in just well let's not barge in um let's maybe kick the doors open no i i wouldn't recommend it shout we're here boo uh, Sid, why don't you go in it first and do that stuff, and then we'll come in after you and pretend we don't know you, so that maybe <laughs> one of one of the groups will get something done. Now, is there a skylight that I can break no. in through? Repel no. through? Yeah. No. no. Unbelievable. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. I think. I mean, it just screams authority. Does it? I th- Does it? I th- yeah. Do you, I do you have the grappling hook still? I do. I oh. retrieved. I retrieved it. I think it screams jailable offense. Yeah. I think no, it I'm, screams... I'm with Cherish on this one. No, that's a big no. No for me. I imagine this okay. is happening. This conversation is happening as we're walking back into town. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're leaving down the long road away from the estate. Eventually, you get back to town. Um, it's probably mid-afternoon by the time you get back. Um, what's up? Oh, my ankle like is burning. Oh. <laughs> it hurts. I don't know um, why. Sorry. It's from all the walking we've just been doing. It's all the walking. <laughs> it's hell on my feet. As you're coming back into town, you, like most ways into town, you eventually get to the center green, that hub of the wheel. And you see a crowd gathering towards the center of town. Awesome. Cool. <laughs> murder, murder, murder. Can I have a murder? Murder. <laughs> I'll roll for perception. I'll see if I see it. <laughs> I mean, I already know what's happening. <clears throat> yeah, I'll Jeremiah. make a perception. I'll make a perception check. I am. Fifteen. Okay. Uh, moving up to the crowd, you can see that there is a, a, a group of people congregating around that same gazebo you saw yesterday, Sid and Grawl. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, it's a low-decked thing that's still just a couple of steps above the ground floor. And you can see that there are two or three people standing atop the gazebo, uh, talking to the crowd. You'd have to get closer to really make out what they're saying, but they seem to be like emphatically discussing something with the people who are gathered around. The crowd isn't as big as the the sermon you saw yesterday, mm-hmm. but it is a a tight group of maybe 20 people. I'm curious. Yeah, we can just walk by closely. Mm-hmm. See what's up. Mm-hmm. Might as well. Okay. Yeah. Growing close, you can see pretty obviously that three people standing on the gazebo, there's two women and a man, and they all have the hand-marked brands on their inner forearm. Uh, I was hoping... Okay. <sighs> There's a couple of more branded people staring, standing near the bottom of the stairs. Bigger, bruiser-looking people that seem to be standing watch, guard, you're not sure. But the three people talking are speaking, not in rounds, but they're definitely taking turns, kind of spreading the good word. They're proselytizing. They're talking about 
end times, the storm coming, that they've seen the true seam, that the Tahaka will save them when the storm wall breaks. That what has the old mage ever done for the people of the Drylands or Blue Gulch? What has she done but delayed the inevitable? That the storm's going to wash over this valley, and that it's only the followers of Dahaka that are going to survive. Somebody stop me! (laughs) (laughs) I think Cherish is definitely, like... I think there is a tension that falls over Cherish as the, as we see like that these people are branded and this is what they're talking about and definitely puts a hand on Tirza's shoulder. Kind of. Uh, Tirza is like, I mean, it's armor that you're putting, but there's yeah. like a subtle, like just tautness. Yeah. <sighs> this is as good a place as any to gather information. I mean, I don't know if they're going to say anything sermon that we don't already know about. Right? Um, are the people in the crowd also branded that we can see there's maybe one or two but for the most part they seem to be just like either gawkers or onlookers there's maybe only a few that are taking this seriously for the most part it's people who are either miners or farmers that are just looking for some street theater Hmm. (laughs) that's good at least yeah as far as you can tell anyway it's just a glance No sign of Jeremiah Payne? None that you can see. Mm. There's definitely... They invoke his name quite a bit. They say that Jeremiah Payne has shown them the way. Jeremiah Payne has shown them the power of Dahaka, has connected them to (laughs) the, the great storm dragon that will shelter us from destruction. Um, are they using jar sheer terminology at all? It's bastardized. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I like. What I figured, or like misquoted. They're saying Dahaka, not Ozzy Dahaka. They're saying uh, they're referencing the outer storm without using the correct terminology. They're like it's yeah, it's very it's... rudimentary, like countryized versions of the jar sheer doctrine. Yeah. Um, Dumbed down for the lay people. Hey, the teachings of the Jarashir are for all. Um, But I'm mad about (laughs) this. So. uh, Get up on that gazebo, girl. Hamilton the shit out of this. (laughs) I (laughs) I was going to say Martin Luther, but yeah. Um, yeah, what's, like, what is a sort of thing that one of them is saying? Sorry, Mike. To it's okay. Improv skills, go. Sermon. Yeah. <laughs> one of them is saying, when the storm wall breaks, the outer storm will flood through the valley. No one will be spared. It is only those connected, and he'll pat the uh, inside brand 
to the Haka that know the power that will let them live. Magic went mad and made everything out there go crazy. When it spills into the valley, everything in here is going to go berserk. And that's when we need to be ready. That's when we need to be strong and powerful. And it's Dahaka that will give us the power we need to resist going mad, to resist the calamity that is to come. God, I don't even... I'm like... Oh, um... But I, uh, okay. Um, I think I actually say to, to you guys, uh, we, I think that it's important that we don't pass up this opportunity to find out what we can about them. But I, this is all wrong. This is, We can come back later. They might not be here. This might be our one chance. Our one chance to what? Find out where they meet. Find out where this Jeremiah Payne is. I... Let's join them. Think about it. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's infiltrate. We'll be super spies. It'll be so cool. And then we find out where they're hiding, and then we whoop some serious ass. Who's in? And I put my hand in. Well, here's the thing. Grawl, when okay. you put your hand in, it feels like you're about to hit a bookshelf. Damn it. The ground beneath your feet is flagstones. The smell of parchment fills your nose. Well, here's the thing, Grawl. Uh, Hang on, hold that thought. Hold that thought. He's doing it again. What? Little man to my head. Really? Yeah. He's Everyone a... look around very carefully. Okay. I cast detect uh, evil and good. Okay. Didn't that not work last time? No, it, it no. did. It's super it did. Worked. It 100% worked. Yeah. Sorry. Instead of not working, it really worked. That's the... <laughs> it did the other thing. It did the other yeah, thing. <laughs> So well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why did you not cast turn unclean again? Then we're all good. Okay. I have a plan. Okay. Sort of. So you detect aberrations, celestials, elementals, fey, fiend, or undead. So Cherish yeah. detects as fiend. Mm-hmm. It's very uncomfortable. Uh-huh. We try not to think about it. You definitely detect a couple of elementals, but as you look around, you see several genasi just wandering through the street. So that is easy. Ping, ping. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You did not detect any aberrations. Mm. But you do detect undead beneath you. The fuck? Why, why would you say the worst thing, Mike? <laughs> yeah, that's where they live, uh, in the ground. I mean, that's right. Why? Um, I don't know what to do with that information. Cherish? I think you get, like, oh. a ping moving beneath you, because it's only a 30-foot radius on this thing. It's 
It's moving? Yeah, so it moves beneath you and then is gone. <laughs> it, like, crosses your radius. What the fuck? Cherish? Yeah? Are there tunnels beneath Blue Gulch? Not, Not as far as I you know. know. Yeah. There, wait, there's a sewer system, right? No, there. Plumbing. There is. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. There's indoor plumbing, though. It usually leads to like cisterns and to yeah, septic, oh, okay. septic tanks. All right. Um, How does everything get watered? How does the irrigation. big green get watered? Is yeah. it above ground? Yeah, it's above ground irrigation. Okay. All right. Hmm. I think. I think the. As fascinating as Blue Gulch's irrigation system is, <laughs> I think the thing to worry about is there are undead below us, and they're moving. I cast... I was trying to detect the abomination that was hovering over Grawl the last time, mm-hmm. and... um. That didn't happen. But there's definitely something below us. Uh, Tirzo. That's really upsetting to hear. I didn't know there was anything below Blue Gulch except dirt. But you say undead. This town has a vampire there. It's true. It's it's mostly the moving, um, honestly, that that was concerning. Um... Was it fast? It was fast. It was fast, yeah. Like, I mean, it walked through my radius, my 30-foot radius. Grawl, overlaid on top of everyone around you, the city streets, the center green, the buildings in the distance, you begin seeing the translucent outline of bookshelves. Sort of um, overlaid on top of what you're seeing. Okay. And a voice in your head says, How is this possible? Um, I'm not going to say it, but Girl's going to think it. He's going to try and communicate with Dr. Phineas Butthole. Um, and he'll just be like hmm. alright tiny man what do you want sorry counting your words um, there's no response what do you want There is no response. Just a solid what? You're just thinking these words in your head, and there's... Oh my god, I hate him. Do I have to form complex sentences for him to understand me? (laughs) We only uh, converse with a higher life form? Fucking jerk. (laughs) God, I hate this guy. 
<sighs> Crawl, are you all right? Yeah, I'm talking to the little man in my head. Right <laughs> just need a moment. So is there the chance that Grawl has just gone insane and there's no magic? I, I, mean, I, I mean, I can hear I can hear you right now. You know that, right? I'm not crazy. I know, I, I know you can. Now, before we answer that, are you talking to us or that was directed to you. That was okay. directed to you. And now okay. I'm uh, I'm going to try again to talk to the man in my head. This sounds insane, but God, do I hate him. I mean, Tirza, Dr. Finebrook can do magic and stuff, so I... Cherish, you remember him talking directly into your mind. Yeah, I mean, he did talk directly into my head. I'm, I, fa- I, I am hesitant to not believe Grawl simply on the basis of hearing voices. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Again, I don't know anything about magic. <laughs> you know more than I do. Doctor, this is in my head. Doctor, Dr. Finebrook, I would like to have a conversation with you. And I'm trying not to vomit. So just disgusting. Mm -hmm. If you'd like to leave your name and number, (laughs) time that you called, I'll get back to you at my earliest convenience. I'm imagining that we're just sort of standing around and Grawl is like Oh no, he's 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 cross-eyed. He's cross-eyed because he thinks that's helping him. Yeah. He's focusing on the inside with his eyes on the outside. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no response. God, what a tool. Okay. Is the are the bookshelves gone? Or are they still kind of there? Give me a perception check. Great. Okay, what is that? Twelve. Okay. A a knot of people come moving towards your small group at the edge of the center green. It seems as though there's some crowd of merchants moving a, a group of goods coming through the area. You're sort of jostled to the side as this crowd moves through. And that's when your vision gets really sharp, Grawl. When the like sensation of the archive around you is at its near permanence. And you've only ever experienced this once when you were sitting in the bathroom stall just next to Dr. Finebrook. And as you're, this crowd is moving past you, you're jostled to the side by this group of people. And you brush shoulders with some of them, all of you do, or elbowed to the side as they kind of like are this mass of people wandering through halfway down the road, halfway down the center green. And Mm -hmm. as they pass, Grawl, the sensation of the archive slowly fades. He's in that group. A tiny man is in the group somewhere. I know because I peed next to him in the bathroom. I have the (laughs) exact same feeling. Who's absolutely insane. Don't ask. I don't want to tell you anymore. He's in the group somewhere. We You've have to already told us too much. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
when this, ignore it when this group of people it was like a big big group yeah like 50 like, people 50 people mm -hmm. looked okay. as though there was a bunch of farmers moving up through the town so like even if we tried to look for him we probably wouldn't have been able to see him you could give me perception checks can huh? i use eldritch sight you could doing that Perception. Grawl, you use Eldritch Sight? Yes, I'm. Give me your perception roll with advantage, then. Got 13. Uh, 19. Tirza? Didn't get that. You're muted. Sorry, 17. 17. 13. Sid, what'd you get? 10. 10. Nice. Tirza, you think you see the back of a set of clothing that doesn't match the crowd. Grawl, you see a hole in the world when you open up your Eldritch Sight. There's an absence of a person that you can see. Mm, I can see him, I can see him, I can see him, I see him. I'm taking off, I'm going after him. Sweet Jesus. And he'll turn, and you can see the face of Dr. Phineas Finebrook in this crowd, looking directly at you, Grawl. He'll smile at you, and then vanish. It is as though a hole opened up in the world, and he dimension doors away. Damn. Where's something I can break? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Too much expensive shit in here. What are you doing now? I'm assuming the congregation is still... Yeah, that's still gone. Yeah. People have left. People have shown back up. Um, mostly these three people. It's like they're on the city street. Just like If they had pamphlets to hand out, they'd be handing them out. Listen, if you could stop rolling, I'd appreciate it. Getting those bad rolls out. <laughs> I you never rolling. get the, I've, I've been rolling never get so the bad rolls out. Tonight. Jesus. Oh, I got one net 20, I guess. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Very nervous. Uh, I think Cherish says this out loud. Um, I'm debating whether or not it's a good or bad idea to just... Just walk right up there and ask a couple questions. Like we're, you know, curious about this, uh, yeah. this, this newfangled religion or whatever. Mm. Sure. You have the hat on, right? No. No. Right. You don't have no, the hat on. I'm a purple heat tiefling standing right in front of you. <laughs> um, no, I don't say that. Uh, yeah. We should take this opportunity. Talk to them. If it gets us closer to this Jeremiah Payne and what these people are doing, and if this is related to the other cult of Dahaka, or if this is just a completely different cult that has mystically popped up at the exact same time. Seems convenient. Yeah. 
You know what? I agree. Let's do All it. Right, let's do it. Okay. So you walk forward towards the the group of uh, people in the gazebo looking for information about the cult of Dahaka. Hmm. As you stride forward, a cab passes in front of you. You have to stop for a moment before you cross the street and get into the center green. Um, Grawl, mm. give me a perception check. <clears throat> oh, come on, dude. You gotta roll better than that. Eleven. The glass window panes of the small taxi coach pass in front of you. And mm-hmm. for a brief moment in your reflection, you see the face of Dr. Finebrook. Why is he bugging us? God. What do you want? What do you want? It's not that simple. What, no, what do you want? God. You what saw his slide? face instead of your own. Oh, God, I'm hideous. <laughs> the cab passes. You touch your face. It's all still there. Hey, I'm beautiful. It's fine. <laughs> and there's a slight itching behind your eyes as you walk oh. forward, looking to get information about the cult of Dahaka. Uh. And I think it is there that we will leave tonight's session. <laughs> My eyes itch now, okay, guys? Feinberg gives me pink eye. Well, you shouldn't have peed right next to him. <laughs> I peed next to him. Next to him. I don't know if you know that. That's how those bathrooms work. And I am giving y'all a week to come up with questions for the cult of Dahaka. Yeah, mm-hmm. or ways to not have an aneurysm. One of the two. Because in the meantime, you can, of course, find us on Twitter at MattComRPG. That's M-A-T-C-O-M. RPG. We also have an email address, which is materialcomponentsrpg at gmail.com. We always love hearing from all of our listeners, especially if they have some kind of theory about why is that pesky old Dr. Finebrook all up in your business? What's what's his deal? We don't even know. He's in love with me. He's clearly the <laughs> only That's the only thing. explanation. Yep. That's we, my we ship. Pull, That's all I'm saying. We, he's we he's <laughs> and seeking attention. Grawlbrook yeah. is my ship. Go I'm Go done. On. I'm good. <laughs> you you said uh, you didn't know what slash fiction was, uh, slash fan fiction was, but you're and so good at it. <laughs> and yet here we are. Um, I, I never um, said I didn't know what it was. Just certain comments I made seemed to imply my ignorance. Ah, that is true. Okay. Uh, next. Oh, you can find me on Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis. <laughs> uh, we're gonna pull. Girl's gonna be tied up, and we're gonna pull the mask of the hobgoblin off. And <laughs> it was old Doctor Finebrook the whole time. And I would have gotten away with it too. <laughs> what am I trying to get away with? I, I don't know. even know. I'm so clever. Uh, hey, you can find me on Twitter at cryoutolivia. Um, come hang out. Talk to me about vampire puns. A new uh, one I didn't get to use was the cult is trying to recruit new blood. Damn. <laughs> oh no! I'm, I'm I've given her a week to come up with more. 
Oh, what have you done, Mike? <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Um, yeah. Uh, just express express your your distaste for the tiny little man in my head. Um, <laughs> that's Grawl's head, not my head. Um, that's you know, whatever. Man. I'll, I'll, yeah, it's, it's fine. <laughs> I'll take all the tweets. Thank you. Have a good night or day, whenever. <laughs> Um, I'm not on Twitter, but you can always try and contact me with a uh, rating or review on any platform that you listen to our podcast with. I'd be into that. That's true. No one can see your charming uh, thumbs up and like wink. Yeah. Damn it. It was well, very an audio. Yeah, it was. Just know that it happened. And it <laughs> yeah. Was cool. Yes. Reviewing us on all of those platforms is the best way to support the show because it helps spread the word uh, and, you know. Get, get our humble little podcast out there because I think it's good, but I'd like if other people told us it was. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, if you want to just say that to my face, digitally anyway, you can do so at my personal Twitter, which is at MKGorgoni. And if you want to uh, give Omatep a holler, you can do so over at NPC underscore AN. He's always yakking up a storm over there, and I think he's just uh, just over the 800 uh, follower mark, which is, of yeah. course, going to mark uh, special orders, which is one of my favorite things where, uh, well, not me, but uh, Omatep comes up with a bunch of fun uh, magic items, and it's always a good time. Um, so, yes, uh, as always, the world is chaos, y'all, so please be kind to one another. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Thank Bye. you so much.